Welcome to the Not Last Podcast, Season 1, Episode 9. I'm your host, Andrew Neil Nunez. Today's topic is titled, Recovery and How to Know When to Stop. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in. I'll start off with just an apology for not getting out last week's episode. Uh, life got a little busy, and as life does, life gets in the way. But... Um, I know you were all sitting in anxious anticipation waiting for this week to drop, so we'll get straight into it. This week I'm going to talk about recovery and when it is time to take a break. So you want to get stronger, fitter, faster, smarter, etc., but how? I've been going on this bike thing, bike racing, bike training uh, things for about 15 years. This will be my 15th season if I do ever get to pin a number on for 2020. One thing I have mastered is my ability to pick up my body and throw it against a wall over and 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 over again. You get the idea. And every time I do that, I think I'm improving and I think I'm getting faster and stronger because I can take it over and over again. But the reality is far from that. I think the most difficult training session I have is a recovery spin or taking a day off the bike. I can do the workouts. I can execute the plans and do, you know, I, I like the workouts where every minute of that workout is accounted for and structured. Five minutes on, one minute off, 30 seconds on, 10 seconds off, five minutes on, 20 minutes off, 20 minutes, like all of that. I can do that. I really like that process of training. But it's those easy rides. It's those days when my coach says, when he says recovery spin, and he gives me a set of numbers to work within that should be keeping I train with a power meter and it tells me um, how many how much power I'm putting out when I'm pedaling and he says okay go really really easy and those are my absolute hardest days on the bike because I want to go hard I, I want to push I want to suffer I'm, I'm a masochist at heart I guess but those recovery days or even uh, better are the days that when I'm just I have a day off and and I want to go instead. I want to train. I, I feel like I'm losing. It's that uh, that FOMO <laughs> kind of feeling. But learning when to stop is probably the most important aspect of my training. I can get really worked up getting on Strava or whatever and looking at everyone's, you know, their their average mile per hour, their elevation game, the the trophies they have. I get, I get kind of worked up and amped up by it. It's usually sometime, you know, in the evening before bed when I'm left to my own devices on my phone and I'm scrolling through Strava, you know, giving people a kudos or a thumbs up and, you know, um, seeing everyone that got their workouts in. It's hard to see everyone get their workouts in when it's a day that you don't get your workout in. Um, I think an addiction is is not quite the right word, but uh, cycling for me, I guess, is maybe more of a dependency than anything else. But sitting on Strava and comparing their efforts to mine, uh, to my own effort that day, is damaging. It's difficult to to not do, and it's it's very easy to do. Um, never mind the fact that I just did you know six really hard hill repeats, and I nailed my workouts, and did everything that I should. Um, suddenly. Like in my head, that counts for nothing because I didn't average 20 miles an hour. I averaged 18 
or 15 because I did some steep hill repeats. It's illogical, and I know it, but I can't help it. I want to squeeze every ounce of effort and performance out of my body, but to do that, I have to take a break. I have to let my body soak in the effort, improve from the work that I've done, and then be ready to go again. That's how I get stronger. And I know this, but I still struggle with this almost more than anything else. I found that recovery is not only doing a big block of training and then being tired and having to take a break, but it's listening to your body, being in tune enough with your body to say, no, I I really can't do the workout today. I need to take a break or I need to dial this workout back because I just... I'm going to go too far. Recovery is also about being aware of your stress levels and your sleep patterns. You know, the way your body reacts to stress, like the way my body reacts to stress is uh, constitutes itself in an upset stomach, um, start to break out. Sometimes it's excess fatigue. I'm just tired all the time. Uh, sometimes to the point where I'll get uh, cold or flu-like symptoms. Hopefully, you know, thankfully that hasn't happened recently given COVID and everything going on, but, but I have seen my stress levels get to a point where it manifests that way. I've been in few circumstances in my lifetime where I have been so stressed that even my gums will start to bleed just out of the blue. And I know that that is a big red flag warning sign that something needs to change, right? I need to take care of, take care of my body and take care of myself. It doesn't happen very often. But I know that these are signs that my body is telling me saying, hey, back off. You need to take a break. You need to recover. I have a coach and these are things that I don't want to tell my coach because it makes me feel weak or makes me you know, seem like I don't want to work, do the work or, or that I have some sort of avoidance of the efforts that are, that are set out in front of me on the schedule or that I'm scared about, you know, about my training plan and um, but I know that I'm a better athlete for doing so, for telling my coach, hey, I'm real stressed out. Hey, I'm not sleeping well. I haven't been sleeping well this past week or so. Um, I need to dial this back until I can reach some sense of, of normalcy in some sense of, for me, I, I, I come to balance. For me, it comes down to balance. I need to stay in balance. One of my triggers for stress and ways that I cope with stress is to stress eat. And I do it a lot. I do it very well. Give me all of the chocolate. Give me, well, it's a lot of chocolate and uh, bread. So (laughs) chocolate and carbs. Give me all of the chocolate and all of the carbs. Thankfully, I've got a an objective onlooker, and Lauren can look at that and say, "You got to (laughs) stop. You need to drink some water. Do something else. Uh, Work on your work on a bike in the garage. Do do something else. But like, stop stress eating." post on your Instagram, do, do something else. But, um, yeah, so I, I'm very good at stress eating and, and it feels good. I know that I'm doing it. I'm fully aware of what's happening, but it, it's comforting at the time. And, um, I'll pay for it later with an upset stomach or, or overeating or something like that. But at the time it feels really good. It feels like I'm, I'm doing something cause I'm, I'm eating. Um, another one of my, uh, triggers is you know when I start to stress out or when I when I feel overwhelmed is to have my thoughts start to circle the drain 
It's the spiraling out of control and into oblivion kind of thought process of it's a lot of these statements that are, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not fast enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. The other one is it's not, or it's not worth it. It's not going to happen. You have these dreams of trying to qualify for the Olympic games. It's not going to happen. I'm not fast enough. It's not worth it. I should just quit now. It's this, it's this uh, big sense of self-doubt. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts I listen to is My Favorite Murder. And um, the two hosts, they're two female comedians, Karen Kilgariff and Georgia uh, Hardstark. They're absolutely hilarious. Um, they're very f- nice to listen to, and they're very personable and, and kind of vulnerable and open, and I very much appreciate that. Um, which makes it for, it's a great podcast anyway. So if you're not into, um, serial killers and murderers, um, but you like some comedy, it's, it's really good, uh, to listen to. But they were talking the other day about, you know, how, uh, females talk about, ladies talk about, uh, imposter syndrome and how it's a thing that we, you know, it's become more of a cultural norm for them to talk about this and be okay with talking about it. And that guys experience it too, but they're not willing to talk about it. Well, I'm here to tell you that I feel this all the time is this imposter syndrome where, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm, I don't deserve to be here. I'm, I'm not an athlete. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in this sense of self-doubt. So I will be the first to tell you publicly in this vulnerable space that is my podcast um, that there's a lot of this imposter syndrome. But okay, so he, here's an example for you. I, I did a power test yesterday and I was frustrated because my coach was probably busy. There was no malintent. There was nothing nefarious going on, but my coach didn't give me a workout for that day. And leading up to the week, he kind of tapered me down. I started to do, you know, easier and easier workouts. The day before yesterday was, was a real easy, like less than two hour workout, which is fairly short for me. And, um, I was frustrated that I didn't have a physical or an actual workout to do from my coach. He didn't give me a prescribed power test plan or workout. But I've done these in the past and I figured, well, okay, I'll go out anyway because I, I want to see where I'm at. And I'll do a five-minute effort, take a you know 20-minute recovery, and then I will do a full, ma- full gas 20-minute max effort. So these two efforts are kind of my benchmarks. And so for the five-minute effort, it turns into a seven-minute effort but I take the best five minutes of that. And then the 20-minute effort turns into a 21-minute effort, so I've got a little buffer starting and stopping. It was um, not what I wanted, but I did it anyway. I took it out on my time trial bike. I had a new TT helmet, um, a new Cask Bambino Pro TT helmet. Um, (laughs) Another thing I bought during the wildfires when I was super stressed out and couldn't train was I figured it would be a good idea to spend a lot of money and (laughs) buy a TT helmet. Again, it's these stress factors that come into play. Stress shopping, I guess, is, is another another trigger for me. But um, it was windy out. It was, uh, I was stressed. I haven't been sleeping well this past week, testing a new helmet, and, and the sunshine casted a shadow on me while I was riding. I rode in the afternoon, and the sun was behind me, and I could see my shadow as I was, as I was riding, 
And the whole time I got it in my head that I just wasn't arrow enough. I'm just not fast enough. And the whole time I was doing these efforts, I was just doubting myself the entire time. Um, it wasn't the number I, numbers I wanted. And like I said, I didn't get the workout structured from my coach. Um, and overall, it was just kind of a frustrating session out on the bike. So while most of this sounds like excuses for why I didn't get the numbers I wanted, I think trying to look at this objectively and say, yeah, I was stressed at work this last, I don't know, six months, let's say. Um, I was riding on a new helmet, but that's a good time to test. So I, I felt like that was a good idea. It was windy, but that's not an excuse. It's an excuse for why the speed wasn't as high as it could have been because I was you know, doing my power test into a headwind. But I'm just stating the fact that it was windy. Um, but nonetheless, my my thought process all of yesterday after this effort was just kind of circling the drain. I woke up grumpy. I rode grumpy, came home, and I was grumpy. I was just grumpy. <laughs> so I got up this morning um, at my usual time. I usually get up at 5 a.m. And I eat, have an espresso, eat a quick bar, and, and I go train. Today I'm taking a day off. I'm taking a recovery day. My coach gave me the option to either, he did finally update my workout plan, and um, he gave me the option to either do a two-hour recovery spin or to take a day off. And I'm choosing to take a day off because I'm tired and I'm frustrated, and I'm going to do things that have been on my list. I didn't get to record my podcast last week, so I'm going to take the time and do that when I have the leeway to do so. So I'm up at five this morning. It is um, quiet. I have some some reflection time while I'm drinking my espresso. I actually made myself two espressos, so I had a double espresso this morning, which was great. And having this quiet reflection time, looking at my my reactions and looking at how the day went yesterday and how this past week has gone, you know, I've realized that recovery is not just important in a training plan. Recovery is equal to training, and it needs to be treated as part of the program. And I've never really framed it that way before, where as opposed to saying, yes, recovery is important. Get your recovery in. Take a rest day. Do the recovery. Do the work and do the recovery. Rather than looking at it as as a complement to the program or a caveat to the program, this is part of the program. This is as important as my structured workout days is my recovery day. So let me frame this for you in a bigger picture uh, personally. I am, and I will be the first to admit it, I am burnt out at work. The stress going into there each day is high and uh, the bike shop has been open the entire time. So with COVID starting in when that dropped in March, um, through the wildfires, through everything, we have not closed the shop. We truncated hours a little bit, but now we are, we've expanded our hours again, and we have been open this entire time. So managing the shop during a global bike and parts shortage has been tough. Keeping everyone safe, keeping my team safe and morale up, everyone at the shop is burnt out. We are all burnt out at the shop because we've been going full gas uh, still since March. Uh, there was no real ramp up to the summer and no real ramp down from the summer. It's just been push and we keep pushing. 
Um, so trying to keep morale up, keep my employees safe. Uh, we've lost several employees who felt that they weren't safe enough to, or capable enough, or in too high of a risk pool um, because they were care providers, or one of them was about to have a baby um, to come and, and deal with the public on a day-to-day basis. And and it's an intimate dealing with the public because you're dealing with their bicycles. It, um, and this this culmination of all of this is not only, uh, I guess is thinning what little hair I have left on my head, but it's also turning it gray. And I know that I haven't been myself these past six or seven months. I know that it's been, there's this been low level of grump going on. Um, And I know that. And it's hard to know that, but still not really have any control over it. Uh, On top of that, take away the racing and wipe off all your goals off the calendar for this last year. And it's been, yeah, it's just this low kind of grumble for a while. So at a push from my wife who took, sadly, <laughs> Lauren took a vacation, a planned vacation over Labor Day um, that was going to be nine days off. And she was just going to not check into work. She's working remotely from, from home uh, and not check in and just relax, do a bunch of trail running. She's been getting into trail running recently and recover and hang out with the kitties and drink coffee, whatever. Have a nice time, read some books, do that stuff. Right when vacation, her vacation was scheduled to hit, the wildfires came in, socked everything in with smoke, and her vacation, for lack of a better word, sucked. We were just stuck inside. There was nothing she could do. No trail running, no nothing. We did some puzzles and just tried to mitigate the anxiety and stress um, for 10 days when the smoke was in and the wildfires came in and devastated our, our area. They're still going on now, by the way. They're not completely cleared up. Um, they are more under control, but, but there's still smoke in the air and you can still see it um, and still uh, the wildfires rage on. But at a push from, from my wife, I am taking a quote-unquote vacation for the next five days. I work the next two, so I work... This is my Monday, so it is Sunday and my week starts on a Sunday. So I work Sunday and Monday, and then I will take Tuesday through Saturday off. So I'll take these next five days off. Um, And my goal with this is to reassess some priorities, hit reset, get in some good training, and get in some really good recovery. For me, it is all about balance. And work has been all-consuming for the past six-plus months And I've tried really hard to squeeze training into it, and I've done a pretty good job of doing so. But I need to reset the scales, and and it starts with some good recovery. So I am hopeful that having these this chunk of day uh, chunk of days uh, away from work and and kind of removing that stress, which has been so wildly out of balance in life, um, will help to kind of reset the body, reset the mind, and and kind of reassess priorities and 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 I can move forward with this and I can move forward with training and, and my plans move uh, in the future. So that's the kind of the, the the recipe. And I know a lot of you are in this same or similar boat. If you work the front lines, I know you're hearing me. I if you <laughs> do anything related to pu- to public facing um, or public service or customer service or anything, you get it. I know you get it. Um, I know I am preaching to the choir here, but uh, 
I hope your takeaway from that is that if you have vacation banked, to take some vacation and really be aware and be kind to yourself and take some time to recover. I do also use some recovery tools. The purpose of this episode is not to talk about recovery techniques and and tips and tricks and physical tools that you can use. I'll talk a little bit about it, but that's not the 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 main purpose of this. There are a bazillion, bajillion, kajillion books and methods out there from many other pro athletes and physical therapists and and what have you uh, who can tell you how to recover off the bike after a big training session. A couple things that I use is uh, I use a muscle scraper a lot to really get into there, into those tight muscles and, and work those out after a hard day on a, on the bike or a couple hard back-to-back days to get my body prepped and ready. Uh, I have a little vibrating foam roller uh, that it's, uh, it really does wonders on your lower back or on your shoulders or neck. Uh, I have a traditional foam roller that I use as well. And moreover, what or more often what I use is a TENS unit. It's a muscle stimulator. And you can buy these pretty cheap off Amazon. And uh, you, you put this TENS unit on, you know, a, a section of your muscles. So like I put it on my quadriceps and I'll just let it go for, you know, stimulating my muscles for, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes at, at a relatively low intensity. And then I'll move it down to my calves or move it up, you know, my hamstrings or glutes or lower back or, or what have you. All of these things, the TENS unit, the muscle scraper, the foam roller, the vibrating foam roller, all of these just simulate a massage is really what they do. And I don't have a masseuse on retainer because I uh, am a bike mechanic, and a bike racer, and I don't have a lot of excess cash. So... Um, uh, it just replaces a good massage, and, and I have these tools to help me do that. We apologize for the brief interruption for this regularly scheduled program to bring you a special guest appearance of Cat. This podcast is produced in a house with two very rambunctious and vocal cats, Sylvie and Eleanor, and Ellie. Bean, bean. She's like a little bean because she jumps around all the time. We call her a jumping bean. Come here. Ellie, come say hi. Ellie. This has been a special guest appearance of Cat. We now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast. So you've just heard my super top secret recovery technique is my pair of recovery cats. Um, <laughs> uh, we don't normally let them, I don't normally let them in uh, what I affectionately call the studio, which is the broom closet with which I record in, um, wrapped in foam, and I have a pillow uh, stapled to the door for better sound absorption. Um, but uh yeah, so maybe she'll make more appearances in future episodes, but that was Eleanor. She says hello. Uh, maybe next time you'll hear her scream at you uh, into the microphone. So, uh, anyways, back on to regularly scheduled programming. Um, the point with today is is to talk not, a, not asking or looking for any kind of sympathy card. It's just sharing with you 
what's going on because you're probably in the same boat that I'm in, in some aspect. I hope you find this relatable and I hope you take some solace in that you are not alone. Um, and I try and take some solace in knowing that if you are listening, that maybe you're also commiserating. And maybe you're struggling along like I am. Maybe you want to start exercising and getting fit, but it seems like at this time, given everything that's going on, that it is just an insurmountable task to achieve. Um, But my hope is that you take away three things from this episode. First off, recovery is equal to training. Not supplemental to, not in conjunction with. It is part of the program. And it is as valuable and as important as the work itself. It is work. It is letting your body settle in and soak in the work so you can be stronger moving forward. Number two, stress is stress. Be it lots of training, work, family life, whatever. Stress is stress. And your body and mind need time to recover from that stress. And number three, if you consider yourself an athlete listening to this, strive for balance and growth and not always trying to set a new personal best in every training session. If you don't consider yourself an athlete listening to this, strive for balance and growth You don't have to have a training plan five days a week and a coach breathing down your neck to tell you what to do. It works for some, but doesn't have to happen for everyone. Maybe consider start with one day a week for a couple of weeks, just one day. That's it. Then go to two days a week for a couple of weeks. This slow, gradual growth will bring the long-term results and gains that you want to see. Now, and as always, at the end of each episode, I will ask you to do these three things before next week's episode. First, ask yourself, is my lifestyle balanced? Am I happy in the process that I'm making? And finally, am I staying on target? Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Not Last Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. New episodes drop weekly. Follow us on Instagram at notlast underscore podcast. This podcast is produced solely by me. If you like what you hear, be sure to tell your friends. Music is generously permitted by the illustrious Flamingosis, and my amazing artwork was created by the extremely talented Paige Anochibar. Give them a follow, and as always, be sure to support local artists. You can find and subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google, and Stitcher Podcasts. Coming up next, I'm going to talk about the art of perseverance and highlighting some incredible feats of human performance that have come out of failure. I'm excited you're here, and I hope you'll come back soon.